I want you to be successful beyond your wildest dreams. Not just in business, of course, but in life, in your relationships, in your accomplishments, in the things you're passionate about, the impact you want to see in the world. Nobody wants to be unsuccessful, right? The question is, what is the best way then to become successful at whatever you set out to do? And while there are a lot of strategies we could talk about, and we could even start realistically by defining what is success, we talked about that a few weeks ago, I think there is one word, one strategy that is the strategy to end all strategies. There's one key that unlocks every door that we would ever hope to open up that leads to success. And I believe that key is humility. Now, we're going to unpack this a little bit more, and I want to show you how this one countercultural, counterintuitive method, strategy, way of life is the door to walk through to lead to the promised land of success. It is the key that unlocks all the other doors. Nobody does this. Business especially is viewed as cutthroat, do what's best for you. And humility seems to be in a completely different camp. But I promise you from my own personal experience and the wisdom of those much smarter than me, I believe humility is going to be the key for you. So it's a brand new year, at least when I'm releasing this, but it doesn't matter when it is that you're listening to this. This is a perfect time to take a different route, a different strategy to unlocking all the success dreams that you have. And it's through the key of humility. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 188 of the Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Happy New Year, if you're catching this. This is the first episode of the new year when it's dropping, but it doesn't matter when you're listening to this or watching on YouTube because it is a perfect day to get better in life and business, and I'm going to help you do that today. We're going to take a counterintuitive approach to reaching success when we talk about humility. And I want to give you a gift just for spending some time with me today. I wrote a book last year called How to Get Paid for What You Know. I want to give you the first two chapters absolutely free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash chapters. Chapter one is going to teach you all about knowledge commerce, which is the industry that both of my businesses have been built on. This is a fast-growing, multi-billion-dollar-year industry that is going to be, I think, we're at the beginning of a 30- to 40-year wave of this type of business. You want to get in this business now. So chapter one explains why it's a great fit bust through a lot of objections and doubts and fears that you might have about whether you're a good fit for this business model. And then chapter two, the value circle walks you through the entire model, like literally what my business looks like on the back of a napkin, how it works, why it's so beautiful, why it's so attractive and why anybody can do this. I think you're going to get so pumped. So I want you to have those first two chapters absolutely free as my gift for listening to this episode. Just click the link below if you're watching on YouTube or go to grahamcochran.com slash chapters to get the first two chapters of how to get paid for what you know. All right, let's talk about humility. Uh, And what I want to do is I want to take you to two passages of Scripture in the Bible. You do not have to be a Christian or religious person at all for this to be applicable. This is just 
this is an ancient text that has so much wisdom and you'd be silly to not unpack it and see how this can apply in your own life. So we're going to look at two passages from two very different people who have a very interesting take on humility. One is the Apostle Paul, who, if anyone has the right to be not humble, it'd be him, one of the most educated, respected leaders in Jewish in the Jewish faith, um, who then converted to Christianity and was sort of rejected by his own people. Uh, he planted a bunch of churches all over the Middle East, um, and he wrote some incredible letters to a bunch of these churches and talked about some crazy countercultural stuff. Um, and then the other is going to be Jesus himself, um, who said some incredibly powerful things as well. And I think we can take away something really, really powerful that I'm then going to share with you how to apply it to your online business, to your business, in four practical ways to put humility into practice. But first, the passages, and let's unpack this, this ancient wisdom. So in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4, the Apostle Paul writes this, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Okay? So there's there's two ideas here. Don't do things out of selfish ambition. Remember, this is a different Greek word than, let's say, just the word ambition. Ambition itself is not bad. That's a desire to achieve something or chase after something. There's a lot of good ambitions. Like I have an ambition to help rid children from poverty. That's why I partner with organizations like Compassion International and Metropolitan Ministries here in Tampa Bay and other places, right? That's a healthy, good ambition to have. So ambition isn't bad, but selfish ambition, right, is this extreme narcissistic view of like, I just want to get what I need, what I want with my blinders on. I don't care what anybody else wants. He says, don't do anything for that or conceit. Some translations of this say vain conceit, which is like to impress people. Don't do things to impress people. This is good advice. Here's the flip though. Instead, be humble. In humility, you count others more significant than yourselves. That's what humility is, counting others more significant than yourselves. Oh, wow. What if the whole world believed this, right? We'd have a much more beautiful planet. And then he unpacks it in verse four a little bit more. It looks like this. Don't look just only to your own interests, Again, he doesn't say don't look out for your own interests. That's why in the best sense of the word, self-care can be a good thing. You have to take care of yourself to a certain extent. Don't die on the vine, then you're of no good to anybody else. But not selfish care where it's all about you and you come first. No, but look look out to your interests, yeah, but also to the interests of others, really to the point where you count them more significant than yourself. This is the Apostle Paul, okay? Humility is counting others more significant than yourselves. And then let's take it to another level. What's the reward of humility? That's what humility is. And he just tells you, do this, right? But you don't see what's the benefit to you. Here's here's Jesus's take on it. In Luke chapter 14, he's telling some parables, verse 7 through 11. He says, now Jesus, he told a parable to those who were invited. So Jesus contacts us at a party. One thing I love about Jesus is that he loved to eat. He loved to go to parties. He loved to go to dinner. And he would go to dinner with people that were like him, people that were not like him. He would go to dinner and be invited by people that completely disagreed with him. Side tangent, interesting that people who completely disagreed with him liked him enough to invite him to dinner. It says something about the way he went about his life. Something interesting to model there. I wish more of us who disagreed could still break bread together, right? So he's at dinner with a bunch of people, which he does a lot in, uh, in Scripture, 
And when he's at the table, he noticed how people chose places of honor around the table. And he said to them, hey, when you're invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor, lest someone who's more distinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, hey, give your place to this person. And then you will, be, you will begin with shame to take the lowest place, right? So when you're invited at a table, don't take the best seat because how embarrassing would it be if someone who's got a higher rank than you, like the president walks in and your host is like, Graham, sorry, that's really for the president. You go sit down there. That would be embarrassing, he said, very practical. Instead, do this, verse 10, but when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher, then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. And then here's the the point, verse 11. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Oh, so you and I, if we're honest, we want to be exalted, mean raised high, right? That could be in your job. I want to move up the ladder. That might be in your business. I want to be higher profile, right? I just had lunch with a good friend who wants to be the name. He wants to own a category in in education where when you think of this topic, you think of his name. And he has a lot of good motives in that. I'm sure there's some ill motives. We all have our own pride and ego, myself included, but he's the best guy for this space. And so he's working to continue to advance his content and his is material so that when people think about this subject, they think of him. We all want to be successful. We want to be elevated. We all want the same thing. It may look different. How you measure it may look different, but we all want to be at a place of exaltation, a high place. It's just how you get there is the difference maker. Where I believe Western culture, I can speak specifically for my country, the United States, the method we teach either explicitly or implicitly the way we just live. And so it's kind of caught by our children and by culture at large is if you want something, go get it. And you know what? The best way to be successful is to act like you're already successful and shout from the mountaintops that you are successful. Look at me, I'm successful. And so you see this in the way we write up our Instagram bios and the way we show up online. And I mean, all these different things like, look at me, look at me, accolades, accolades, accolades. And we we exalt ourselves, but according to Jesus's logic, it's going to lead to you being humbled eventually. Whereas humble yourself at first, you will be exalted. How, do, how does this work? Um, I'll give you my thoughts on it, and then I'm going to give you four practical ways to put humility into practice. I'm going to tell you from ex- my own experience, um, starting, let's say, in my first business, The Recording Revolution, I was in the music space. Uh, did not have a high profile in the music space. Admittedly, I was a small-time music producer. I've been making records for bands, but they were indie artists. They were not artists that you would know their names. Um, didn't know anybody in the music industry at, at any high level. And so there's no way for me to really elevate myself. I could have tried. I could have tried to act like I'm something I'm not, which people do. Um, I could have tried to schmooze my way to the top, which some people do. Networking by itself is not a bad thing. Don't mishear me. But I could have pushed myself. I could have, you know, lied a little bit or a lot of bit to look bigger. Instead, I started at the very, very bottom and I just served people 
that were even less influential than me. I, and I served actually anybody, more influential, less influential. I just went and served and served and served and created so much valuable content for the little guy and the little girl that were just like me. And what, what that ended up doing was creating such conversation around what I was doing on YouTube at the time. There's this guy doing these videos. You should, like That whole little corner of the universe on the internet that liked music production, they talked and they would talk about me. Soon, I never, I didn't even have to elevate myself. I was being elevated by others. I was being invited to other platforms that were much bigger than myself. I was being interviewed by the people that interviewed the Grammy Award winners. I was invited to the same table. I have no Grammy Award. I have no acclaim in the music industry. My only claim to fame is that I spent years with my head down quietly serving others so that they would be successful in their own endeavors. It's powerful. Elevated. You know this too practically in your own life, the people that you are attracted to in the best sense of the word, not physically attracted, but just you're drawn to them. You want to be in their presence. You, they're the people you want to have over for dinner, the people that you would want your kids to be like. Like These people, they probably share a few qualities. Generosity and humility are probably the two highest ones. The most generous and humble people among us are the most attractive people. They're kind they, they think of you, they call you, they want to help you out. Um, when you have a conversation with them, they're not just talking about themselves the whole time. They're very dialed into you and what you're doing. When you're excited, they're excited about it. They want to connect you with other people that can help you achieve your goals. They're elevating you. They're counting you more significant than themselves. And what does that make you feel about them? It makes you love them. It makes you love your interactions with them, which only makes you want to elevate them. If you're humble and generous, you're going to have a million friends, and that's a powerful resource when you have a million allies. It may not lead to anything in the short term, but long term, it always helps you. So if you think about it from a practical level, being humble isn't beating yourself up, right? It's not being like low self-esteem. We'll talk about that in a second. But it is counting other people more significant than yourself and then living out of that. And in a culture that's zigging one way, which is all about self-promotion and, and selfish ambition and vain conceit to try to impress people. If you go the zag route and be humble, you're going to completely stand out and in a good way. So let me give you four ways practically to put humility into practice in your business. How do we do this in my business, Graham? And how does this help me? So number one, this is going to blow your mind. Talk less about yourself online and talk more about your students, your audience, your customers right? Social media has become a place where you just brag. Here's why I'm great. Here are my accolades. And that can create some inspirational content. And I hear that a lot. Well, I'm trying to be inspirational to people. Okay. I get it. I sometimes share some of my achievements. Um, there's usually a context for it. And generally I do it when I feel like it's appropriate for a place of, um, credibility of like, why, why should you listen to me? Like you could listen to a lot of people and learn how to build an online business. I don't want to waste your time. You need to know from just a practical standpoint that I've been where you're trying to go. Now there's places that I haven't been. If you want to build a hundred million dollar a year business, I'm not your guy. I've never built a hundred million dollar a year business, but if you want to build a seven figure business as a solopreneur, I've done it twice. 
If you want to do that and work less than 10 hours a week, I've done it twice. So it's, I've scaled that mountain. Maybe it's not as big as some other people's mountains, but I've scaled that mountain. I, I can come back down and take you up there with me. So sometimes I have to talk about, yeah, I've scaled that mountain. You wouldn't hire a guy to take you to the top of Mount Everest if they didn't get up to Mount Everest on their own. They have to tell you that somehow, communicate somehow. I've been to the top, bro. You can do that without bragging. I try to do that. But outside of that, if you look at my social, if you look at my content, I'm not talking about myself. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you and what you're trying to achieve. I'm Every week, I'm trying to help you achieve more success in your business and your life. You could do the same thing for your students. Talk about success stories. Talk about pain points. Empathize with them. Meet them where they are. Give them advice. Counsel them. Coach them. Do all of this every week for free online. That is the type of attractive material that will eventually elevate you by humbling yourself and counting your audience more significant than yourself. Your audience is your greatest asset. Did you know that? Not you, not your products. Your audience is your greatest asset. So treat them like that. Count them more significant than yourself and talk about them more than you talk about yourself. Again, I mentioned this. This is not a low self-esteem thing. C.S. Lewis, best-selling author, he wrote The Chronicles of Narnia and a bunch of other books. Brilliant man, right? Friends with um, J.R.R. Tolkien who wrote The Lord of the Rings. Just brilliant guys. But C.S. Lewis says that humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. So it's not, oh, woe is me, I'm, I'm not that great. That's not humility. I'm very confident about who I am and where I can uniquely add value in the marketplace and how I can help you. But humility is not like thinking bad of myself. It's just thinking of myself less. I'm going to think about you more. I'm going to think about my family more, hopefully. I'm going to think about other people more. So you could do that practical in social media, online. Here's another bonus tip for you. On your website, please don't talk about yourself. There's a place for it, but you know where most people go wrong is in two places. Most people's homepages are all about themselves. The top of your homepage should not be about you. It should be about them. You should get them to pay attention to your website by talking about what you can help them achieve, right? Otherwise, they don't care about you. And you know another place people go wrong on their websites? Their about page. Your about page is not about you, my friend. It's about the visitor on your website. That's the point of an about page is to qualify the person who lands on your site to know if they're in the right place and show them that you can help them. You could talk about yourself in a little bit further on down, but the top of your about page should be about them, not about you. So everywhere online, if you go on podcasts, sure, they want you to tell stories, but don't talk about yourself the whole time. Talk about their audience. Talk about your audience. Add value everywhere you go. You'll be so attractive. You're going to be invited to everything. Okay, that's number one. Talk about yourself less online. Number two, make every business decision by first asking the question, does this serve my people? Doesn't have to serve everybody. You can't make everybody happy, but in your business, your target avatar, the type of person you're trying to reach, make every business decision by first asking, does this serve my people? If the answer is no, don't do it. If the answer is yes, then at least consider it. doesn't mean you do it. I don't do everything that will serve my audience because it may not serve me and my goals too, but I start with my audience. Will this serve my people? Yes or no? Typically, we start with, is this something I like or will this make money? And those are great questions. But to quote my, one of my absolute favorite books of all time, and I think the best business book out there, The Go-Giver, Bob 
Berg, John David Mann. Um, there's a section in that book where the mentor in that story, because this is a giant parable, the mentor in that story is telling the main um, hero in the journey who's trying to learn how to sell more. Uh, he tells him, does it make money? Will this make money? Is not a bad question to ask. You want to make money. It's just a bad first question. The best first question should be, does it serve? Does it serve? If the answer is yes, does it serve my audience? Yes, great. Then will it make money? And will I enjoy it? You need alignment on all three, but it starts with, does it serve? So make every business decision by first asking that all important question. Is this best for my audience? Is this best for my customers, right? That's why there's certain things I won't promote or certain things I won't talk about because I don't think it's best for my audience. So I won't move, I won't move in that direction, even if it could make me money. Number three way to put humility into practice in your business is to promote and speak well of your competitors. <laughs> what? Yes, you should serve your competitors. Make them look good. Invite them on your platform. Allow them to share their message to your people. What? Yeah, that takes a lot of humility. Oh, I had you, Graham. I was following you, Graham. You're talking about serving your people, but now you're talking about elevating your competitors. You've lost your mind, maybe. But I also think our culture is like in a dark pit of despair and needs some help. I think the business world has lost its mind. I think it's it's actually more grounded to be uh, willing to serve people in your space doing the same thing, elevate them, collaborate with them. Do you know that early on when I started my first business, The Recording Revolution, one of my number one competitors, uh, a guy named Joe Gilder, who was crushing it before I, right when I got started, we started our websites the same year, but he was a few months ahead of me. He had already launched his first product. He had built a really great audience. Like he was doing exactly what I wanted to do. I didn't know that at the time. I started independently. My first thought was, oh crap, this guy. Even to the point where I remember he did a new, uh, a April Fool's joke post where he said he was shutting down his business. I don't even know, Joe, if you're listening, I don't even know if I told you this, but he did an April Fool's email saying he was gonna shut down his business. And then I read it and the whole time I'm like, yes, good. He's shutting down his business. And then I realized at the end of the email was an April Fool's joke and I looked at my calendar. I was like, oh, it's April 1st. I felt like such a jerk. So direct competitor, instead of competing, I just started commenting on his blog and telling him how great of a job he was doing. And then he started doing the same to me. And we had a big like bromance that brewed and we became good friends. Um, we started a podcast together. We did in-person workshops together in Nashville and made tons of money. And then we launched a membership site together, split a 50-50, and we each made hundreds and thousands of dollars over seven years. I probably made a million off of that membership myself. So if you... <laughs> He could have been a competitor, but instead I loved on him, served him. He did the same for me. And we both made a ton of money and served a ton of people and had a lot of great memories. I'm able to go to his house multiple times. He's come to my place here multiple times. We've been able to just get to know each other's families. Like, right? So cool. Promote your competitors. Speak well of your competitors. That takes a lot of confidence and a lot of humility if you elevate them, I promise you, you will be elevated at some point. You will have built so much rapport and trust and you will blow people's minds because nobody does this. 
Nobody does this, which is important. You got to stand out and you will stand out. You will look different, taste different, smell different if you go in this direction because no one's doing it. Fourth and final way to put humility into practice in your business, this might sound a little out of, out of character for what we're talking about, but it, trust me, it lines up, is be patient. If you're not seeing the success you want yet, your time will come. This isn't fast. For some people, they got lucky and it's super fast. I have some students, their first launch, a couple hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Not me. Not me. Um, most of us, it's a little bit slower. There's, some, there's market forces. There's momentum theory. Like you have to hit critical mass at some point. You don't need a huge following when I say critical mass, but there is an inflection point that happens for all of us where it just, it takes sowing some seeds for a while and eventually you will reap what you sow. You're going to reap an incredible harvest. Like it's, those seeds will turn into massive plants with lots of fruit, but farmers don't keep digging up the, the seeds and going, what's happening? Why is it growing faster? You can't control the speed at which it grows, but it takes humility to be patient and patience is rewarded. I think we don't go the route of humility because we are impatient. And so we want to go take what's ours. And there are plenty of people that are willing to tell you that that's the way to do it. I, I can get any book off the shelf at a bookstore on personal development, business growth. I can listen to a bajillion podcasts and I can watch a million Facebook or YouTube ads with people telling me that. You want it, go take it. Just go grab it. Here's how you have to present yourself. Here's what you need to say. Here's, how, here's the formula. Here's how to make money. Just go get it. Like, if you want to be exalted, like, go ahead and, and act like you're at that high position already so you get the respect of people. And then that success will breed success. So start acting successful. Okay, sure. Let's see how long that lasts for them. So you can take that place of exaltation by pushing yourself to the top and selfish ambition. But I'm going with Jesus's words. At some point, you're going to be humbled. The market might fall out from underneath you. You might burn bridges with relationships. You might get exposed if there's fraud. I mean, this is not quite related, but the FTX collapse, right? That how how are you how do you have a company worth thirty two billion dollars and now you're CEO of a bankrupt company and you only have a hundred thousand dollars in your checking account within a month? Exalted, humble. That happens all the time. Or you could do something that nobody's doing, and you could lower yourself, not because you're worth less, no, but lower yourself to the place of a servant, and go serve your people online. Go build products and create content for free that elevates them, that helps them see success. You you can't help but be exalted. If you make other people successful, you become the most attractive in-demand person in their life. We all want to support people that elevated us. So imagine doing that on a mass scale on the internet. That's how I've become successful twice in two very different niches. How? Lowering myself spending all my waking time in the office focusing on how can I serve my audience? What podcasts do they need? What products do they need? What, like, okay, I use Kajabi, so I affiliate promote Kajabi. I was promoting it long before they had an affiliate program, but I started promoting that knowing that yeah, maybe I'll make some money. You know how I've become the number one affiliate for Kajabi? Not by doing anything crazy, 
but by serving people, by making the best videos on YouTube to teach you how to use Kajabi. That's it. It's so silly how easy it is. It took time. But I just planted all these seeds of like, let me make the absolute best tutorials for Kajabi on the, on the internet. And let me just like share all my secrets on how I'm using Kajabi to run a million dollar business. Now, two million dollar business. I've done it twice now on Kajabi for both brands. Let me just show you how I'm doing it for free. And so people are like, well, I'm going to sign up for Kajabi using his link because like he added so much value. I get people who sign up for Kajabi with somebody else. Then they watch my videos and they're like, bro, is there any way to switch my affiliate commission from this other person to you? And the answer is no, it's too late at that point. So in case you're wondering, but that's a huge win for me because I know that that's humility in effect. That was me focusing on serving them without asking for anything in return financial. And they, they want to give me their commission or the commission that I would earn because they got so much value. That takes time. It takes patience. You have to be willing to do the right thing, live a life of humility in your business. You will reap the rewards. So this is a, this is not the video or the podcast episode that's going to go viral. This is another example of me trying to serve you. This is getting really meta. There's a lot of things I could have posted this week. And at the end of the day, I felt like this was the most important thing I could post today. Because I know that if you were embracing this and if you made humility the key you use, the strategy you follow, the life verse that you cling to, counting other people as more significant than yourself, you're going to be wildly successful. And that's what I want for you. It's not the thing that's going to make me the most successful telling you to be humble, but it's the thing that's going to make you the most successful. And then my hope is that you will see that. You'll see that connection. And then I'll have a student for life with you. And we'll have that connection as well. You'll know where you learned it. You'll know that I pointed you in the direction of what really works long-term. <laughs> Not just in business, by the way. Humility, wow. If you implement that in your relationships, in your finances, in your health, in the way you interact with people that you disagree with, oh my gosh, your whole life could be changed. So that's why I go back to humility is the key that unlocks every door you could ever want to be successful in your life. So my question for you is, which of these areas of, could you implement humility in your business this year, in the next 12 months? I, I have a feeling you're a humble person you're, I pridefully, this is getting really meta. I pridefully like to believe that my students are like the best people in the online business space. Uh, you're good people. Like I know I interact with so many of you and like, you're good people. So hopefully I'm attracting the right kind of person. So I, I already have a feeling I know a lot about you and you probably already have some humility at your core, but of these four areas of putting humility to practice in your business, what's the one that you really feel like you need to implement in the next 30 days? Leave a comment below if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're just listening to the podcast, I want you to make a commitment to yourself that you're going to put humility above all else as your strategy. Make humility be your word of the year, your strategy of the year, your mindset of the year in all of your business decisions. Put humility at the forefront of that and watch the fruit that it, it bears. I think it's going to change your life. I'm so excited for you. And if you want to get cracking on the actual business side of things, and you want to learn the business model that I've used to build two seven-figure, one-person 
online businesses, then pick up the first two chapters of my book, How to Get Paid for What You Know, absolutely free. I'll link to it below the video. If you're listening to the podcast, just go to grahamcochran.com slash chapters. You'll get the first two chapters of my book, absolutely free as my gift for listening today. Have an amazing start to your new year or whenever you're listening to this. Have an amazing start to the next 12 months of your life and business as you implement humility in all that you do. We'll see you in another episode of this year. Thank you.